Welcome to Comfort on Porpoise, sponsored by Dolphin Cooling and Heating, who have been providing 24-7 comfort on Porpoise since 1998. Hey there, Charlie McDermott, back in the Dolphin Studios for the Comfort on Porpoise podcast. Once again, back with Lauren. Lauren, how you doing? I'm doing well, Charlie. How are you? I'm doing great. And oh my goodness, you know, we get into conversations about air conditioning. You teach me things I had no idea even existed. <laughs> and, and this is one of those topics that needs to get out there. You know, certainly not, you know, well-known information. And it's really important because uh, my guess is, and you'll get into the details, it could really foul up, scum up the works, however you want to say it. So what you shared with me was that there are two different types of refrigerants uh, for your air conditioning units, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, so previously, prior to 2010, even going back further than that, 20 years plus ago, um, the refrigerant used in the air conditioner was R22. Um, and then in 2010, based on fe federal regulations, they started phasing out R22 and the refrigerant that is most commonly seen in most air conditioning systems is now R410, um, which is great. But one of the reasons that I wanted to get on here and kind of chat with you today is something that a lot of people don't realize. If you go from R22 to R410, there are certain steps that need to happen um, based on what the manufacturer says, which is really most important because they design the equipment. They know exactly how it should operate. <clears throat> And then there are some options because sometimes it can get a little bit pricey or depending on the application could become a little difficult. So the big thing that I want to point out as far as difference between the two refrigerants, which is what actually causes the problem, is the oil that's used in them. So the refrigerant is, is a combination of a, a liquid and an, a, a, a gas liquid and an oil in there. Okay. So in R410... Or, yeah, in R410, they use POE oil, which is like a synthetic. In R22, they used mineral oil. So the oils do not, um, they don't mix at all. So if we have to go from an R410, uh, excuse me, an R22 unit, right? Yep. Customers lived in the house. The unit is, you know, 24 years old, which kudos if your AC has lasted you 24 years. Great job. Um, you've probably done an excellent job maintaining it as well. But okay, now you need, you know, you need to have a new AC unit installed and it's going to run on R410 refrigerant instead of the 22. So what's the importance here? The importance here is that when you have an R22 unit, the line set, which is the copper lines, there are two of them that um, f are connected between your air handler and your condensing unit that feed the refrigerant through, which is how the unit cools the air, et cetera. As the refrigerant runs through those lines, so does the oil, okay? So if you take an R22 unit and you just replace your condenser and your air handler, and then you hook up an R410 unit to those lines that previously ran R22 in them, mm. guess what? There's still oil in there. So when you hook up the new 410 unit and run it over time, what happens is that inside the compressor in the condensing unit, um, the oils mixing almost causes this pink jelly. I, it actually looks like a, a almost like a pink jello and it will seize your compressor and cause early system component mm -hmm. failure. Yeah. So 
the manufacturer, what the manufacturer recommends. The, the best option is if you're going to go from an R22 unit to an R410 unit, that you should have your line set replaced at the same time. So everything is new. There's no contamination. There's no possibility of contamination. It's all new. Good news with that is that then you know your line set's also new. So there's not going to be any leak in your line set. So your system is going to be good for another 10 plus years, right? Mm-hmm. Is the whole goal if it's well maintained. Um, however, we understand that in certain applications, sometimes replacing the line set is not necessarily feasible. For instance, when you're in high rise condominiums, okay, uh, um, yeah. or because of somebody's budget, maybe they just don't have the budget because line sets are not cheap. Um, aside from the fact that they're all copper, they're also typically pretty labor intensive to to replace that. Mm. So the other alternative for people, and we always like to share this, so at least every customer understands what the manufacturer says, which is if you go from one to the other, you change the line set. It's the best course of action. Um, So we always like to explain that. If that's not an option or they can't do that, then what we offer is called a refrigerant flush. So there's a special flush kit that we buy. And basically during the installation process, we take and flush your lines using this refrigerant flush to try and clear the lines as much as possible. But with anything, there's no 100% guarantee, 100% guarantee that you know it, we've completely rid all the, the previous oil out of it or anything like that. Um, but at least in that case, you've made every attempt to try and clear it to prevent early system component failure. So you know it was something um, that we, we started to realize a lot of people don't don't realize this. They don't realize that the oils in the refrigerants are different. They don't realize that you can't mix them. They don't know that the manufacturer says you should really be replacing line set. And while we understand some, sometimes that's just not within somebody's budget or whatever it might be, we always want to make sure that at least our, our customers and our listeners here today are knowledgeable about it to make the best decision for them, depending on their situation. So, you know, and it's it's something that I've learned, too, just from researching and talking with other people um, in the field. And, you know, it's not necessarily something that's very commonly talked about, but I think the consumer should be aware of, you know, what it is so they can make the best informed decision. So question for you, and, and maybe you already covered this, but um, so 2010 the new refrigerant is the R410. Mm-hmm. Post was the R22. So what happens, you know, for, for like you said, someone who's fortunate enough to, to have a working system today, mm-hmm. are they using the still the, four, the R22 or are they using the R410 refrigerant? Okay, so all new equipment that's made presently today is manufactured using R410 refrigerant. Um, they they don't make any they haven't made any new okay. equipment with R22. But they if you have to switch over. If you have an old unit. Yes, and, and it was and, manufactured with R22 and it's been running off R22, we still can get access to R22 refrigerant. Okay. Yeah. You know, to 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 be able to service the unit as needed. Yeah. But if you're actually doing a new installation so you're taking it out and putting something yeah. new in Everything new off the line runs with 410. The reason this happened was um, back, it all had to do with global warming, climate change, but the CFCs. So the big thing with R22 
is the, the chlorine, um, you know, as far as damaging our ozone layer, which is why they then put several regulations in place that started to phase 22 all the way down until the point that essentially it's out. Now, it'll never be completely gone because there are still units out there that run on it and certain applications for it. But as far as your residential AC system, they're not manufacturing with it anymore. Okay. Okay. So then as, as a, an owner of an older unit, do I have to be concerned that the current air conditioning company is using the right refrigerant or is that just something that it would be impossible to get the two mixed up? How does that um, work? I ha- so I will say I've seen it happen. You know, tech goes out, complete accident. But no, I mean, like 99% of the time tech goes out. It's actually right there. If anyone yeah. in their house were to say go out and look at your condensing unit, there's a little placard on the outside of the condensing unit typically, and on there it will tell you what type of refrigerant mm-hmm. it it runs off of. Okay. So you, as a homeowner, you can go out and you can actually see this information for yourself. It'll tell you what type of refrigerant it runs off of. Um, it'll actually tell you all sorts of manufacturer specs on the unit, aside from just the refrigerant, what the high and low pressure should be, um, what your superheat and subcooling should be, um, what size your your line set should be. So, I mean, there's all sorts of info, but it's t- typically 99% yeah. of the time, if a tech goes out, he knows. And yeah. 410 is really the most common thing nowadays anyway. Um mm-hmm. <clears throat> We do still run into those R22 units. We do have customers, you know, who they're still nursing along that unit, you know, 23, 24 years. It's still running. You know, it's still running. Um, When it comes to major repairs, that's really the time when we start to talk about, okay, you know, once you start sinking money into it, it's just going to become a bottomless pit for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, anyone listening, you do not need to worry that someone's going to come out and put the wrong thing. It's it's very, very, very unlikely. All right. Well, great, great. I'm sure that gives our listeners some peace of mind if they have one of those Smithsonian units still <laughs> working. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Lauren. Well, I mean, who knew? Every every episode, uh, uh, there's just more and more information uh, that really is helpful. I mean, hey, it's one thing to have the technical knowledge, but does it really matter? And and uh, every topic, it really does matter. So, thanks for sharing that with the world and certainly uh, the folks here in Southwest Florida. Thanks for having me, Charlie. Thanks for listening to Comfort on Porpoise. To learn more about our sponsor, Dolphin Cooling and Heating, visit www.dolphincooling.com or call 239-596-9044. That's 239-596-9044.